Welcome to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. And you know what makes it so official, right? Me! <laughs> it's not like we have a real winner hosting or anything. Bye, I'm suck. kidding. We have you, we have we have the Queen of the North, uh, Priyanka, and speaking of winners, I hear we have a new one. Let's talk about the relevant queen of <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race UK. Okay, so we're gonna dive in. I know it's been a while, and uh, um, since it's I been last, a minute. It's been a, it's been a, it's been a long minute, and I have to say something, and I hate to say it, I missed you. I missed you too, baby. You don't you really? don't have to hate saying that. We you were on my oh. podcast. We broke it down. We got real real. So uh, we got the real real. Yeah. So you fuck with me. You stuck with me. You're my sister. But we have <laughs> another drag sister on on the podcast today that we're very excited about having guest on the show. Will Will you please do the honors and welcome this queen to our fine program? Yes. From season one of RuPaul's Drag Race UK, the one, the only, Crystal. Oh, hello. The hairy chest. Are, is, is your hair? Is your chest still hairy today? Is the is the water cool? Is the water refreshing? Oh. Of course, the chest is hairy. <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm your favorite hairy lady. That was a real turn on. I thought it was very sexy. Well, I grew up in San Francisco, uh, you know, in the 70s and 80s. So it was the time of the bearded queen. There were a lot of oh, yes. uh, yeah, a lot of full on drag queens with hairy chests and full beards. But um, it's like that in East London too. It's like. Hair everywhere. Hair there. Hair you didn't know it could grow. Wow. I love that. There's a Toronto <laughs> performer named Beardra Bidness, and she has. Oh, I know Beardra. Yeah, you know Beardra. Just the most gorgeous paint in this beard, and she doesn't wear tights, and her balls are hanging out. I love it. I think it's so funny that I've been dubbed the Hairy Queen because I'm like the least hairy drag queen that I know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like politely hairy. Just like yes. a little yeah. polite hair. Crystal, do you live in the UK? I sure do. I'm in London. Oh, how's it like watching the season after you? How has that been? Um, it's been so exciting, and I'm full of a jealous rage. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get to yeah. it. It was a season finale, yeah. Pre. I love a finale. Me too. I love a finale. Uh, in the final four, we had uh, Ellie Diamond, Lawrence Cheney, Bimini, and Taste, which is a strong top four. Uh-huh. I think one mm. of those people, one of those people, could have been replaced, but. All right, without without being shady and without like you know we don't want to encourage any more off online hate to the girls because that is everybody's I, being, everybody's being plagued online and we have to like I'm, speak out against it every week. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not saying I. Meanwhile, I'm here bullying everybody. Listen, I'm not. I'm not saying that you know I'm need to, you need to go bully anybody. Yeah, I'm but you saying, are the official troll of the RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. I, I'm a troll. Yeah, I'm you're the troll, troll under the somebody, bridge. I'm just saying, we have we all have an opinion. Okay. No, she's just saying she's being paid to give her opinion. All right. <laughs> and who on Twitter can say that? Having said exactly. that, having said that, I was surprised that Ellie was in the top four. Okay, you weren't supposed to say who, Alec. We weren't supposed to say who. <laughs> oh, wait, we're going to say who. No, we're not. Oh. Can you bleep that out, producer man? Whoever Alec just said, bleep it out. No, no, this uh, is this is my opinion. I love Ellie. I think she's a great queen. I think that she's really good with her, her beat is really good. Um, I could have had a little more variety in her looks, but um, I really thought that Ahura was going to be in the top four. 
You know, people feel the same way about me in the top three of Canada's Drag Race. They say that I was too young, <laughs> two years of drag, I shouldn't have been there. Mm. What was I thinking? Mm. Why am I so sexy? Can when I make out with her? Just all these questions. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> I get the same. No one... Everyone's always so mad that I won UK season one, and they just don't understand how it happened. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, um, Crystal, because you're here, I really want, want to pick your brain about this the, this finale. So, like, yeah. what was your standouts of watching this episode? Did you even watch, or were you too jealous? Because I am not watching Canada's Drag Race season two. <laughs> no, I did watch it. Um, I am good friends with Bimini and uh, and with Tace, so oh, I was just wonderful. so happy to see them. Yeah, I was so happy to see them doing well. Um. And it's been like such a treat just watching the ascent of Bimini Bamboulash over the last few weeks. It's like it's iconic. It's incredible. It is meteoric. It's like book deals and modeling contracts right. and music and yeah, she, she is like for sure is going to announce like a three move a three what's it called a three picture um, deal three picture deal and and James Alpha. Cameron's going to be directing it toys. and <laughs> yeah toy, <laughs> a Barbie like all of it which is amazing because like. You know, I think the, the the world eats up what they need, and I love that we have a Bimini Bamboo Lash to just giggle and gossip over. I'm, I'm living for it. I have something to add to this, because I've been reading a lot of comments online. Nor I don't read comments about myself, but everybody else. I'm, I'm eating it up with a spoon. People are saying <laughs> that um, that there's a curse of going into the final. If you've won four challenges, it does not guarantee that you're going to win. And then they showed other queens from other seasons who won four challenges who did not win. Uh, specifically, I remember Shay Coulee and um, someone else. It escapes me because I'm ancient. Someone in All Stars, maybe. Yeah. Shangela? Or Manila? Maybe. Gigi, good. Oh, Gigi, good. I came into this one thinking that because of the consistent wins that it was that she had it in the bag, that, that Bimini was going to win. I don't think that the number the number doesn't matter. Really, it doesn't matter. I don't think so because it's the RuPaul's Drag Race is not set up to be a points game. It's just impact. It's like All right. who overall is just the most iconic. You don't you don't think you, you build up any equity in in during the it race? It does, but normally you don't have to pay attention so much to the number of wins because you don't have this like visual representation of like I have oh. four badges. Normally, it's like it all gets a little bit confusing by the end i find it's just like yeah yeah someone's done well and someone else has done less well and then they can edit it a bit you don't have actually someone out there on the finale stage with like i've got one badge in each ear oh yeah Yeah. we've discussed those badges a lot on this show both both the pluses and the minuses of those badges uh priyanka how many uh challenges had you won going into the final of um uh season uh of canada Uh, i won two challenges mm-hmm. and I was in the bottom twice. Oh gosh. And I'm the first ever winner to have lip sync twice. Mm, mm, mm. So, See, bad, if I went into the final people, bad I, people can win too. There you go. And they should. I I think I think that that's what the fans always tag me in. I haven't done any fact checking, so I don't know. That's crazy to me. So no one has won if they've lip synced twice or more ex- except you. I think so. That's what wow. I. That's what I, I. I'm like nervous. Well, when you're an icon, you're an icon. What can I say? Okay, so also I want to talk about something here. So we we talked a lot about Bimini, and so how do you feel about Lawrence Cheney winning Crystal? Um, I feel great about it. Like Bimini's my girl, so I was rooting for her. Like I was there at her first drag show. 
No but way. Like, what was that like? Oh, my God, you have to walk oh, us through oh. the first ever show. <laughs> so we were both in a competition at our local bar, The Glory. Um, the Glory. I've been doing, yeah, I've been doing drive for like six months. She'd been doing it for one night. Um, she beat me. Oh. And she was doing like a Melania Trump strip routine. Mm. It was very of the time. Oh. Now, can you tell us, uh, can you enlighten us a little bit about what the British audiences are like at a drag show? I know what they're like in L.A. The crowds are really there for, for a party. Oh, no. British people are British people are so up themselves. They're just going <laughs> to stand there with their arms crossed and wait for you to impress them. Really? And then when you impress them, when you impress them, they are, like, they'll go nuts. But, like, they're not going to give you anything. you got to earn you it. give them something. Yeah. And, and is it like that they in also... Canada, Pri? Okay, well, it's a little bit different. They tip in Canada. They don't tip in the UK, do they? Mm-mm, no. Yeah, so we throw, like... Sometimes they throw pound coins at your head, but it's not actually a good thing. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Why don't they tip? How do the girls I think make money? Ca- I think that's called a hate crime, Crystal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hurting people. Um, yeah, so in Canada, our drag shows are like, we'll go on stage and do four back-to-back-to-back-to-back songs. Mm-hmm. So we'll do two four-minute-minute minute songs, talk in the middle. You're all having a good time. Like, your lashes sweating yeah, yeah. off. Like, your wig is ru- crusted. Yeah. And like, okay, I got two more in me. Let's hit it. And it's all, uh, you, you party with the That's audience. That's evil. It's evil. It is very evil. At Morgan McMichael's show out in Palm Springs at Toucans, which is so much fun if you ever get a chance to see it, it's like half of it is Rue Girls, half of it is local, and they'll cycle through. Each queen will do three numbers, but not consecutively. They will do right, a number. That's how it should be. Yeah, Delta Work will come out. Morgan will do it out, and they'll, they'll return to the beginning of the cycle all over again. But it's a really fun party. It's it's so much yeah. fun. And then you can then you can give a new look in between. Exactly. And the audience doesn't get sick of you. They're excited to see what you're going to do next. For back to back, it's like, how are you going to keep that interest? Anyways, well, well, back on track. What did you think of the a little, little bit of love performance? Anybody? Any favorites? Um, I, you know what, this this is one of the most fun parts about the season finale. I know there's going to be a big number. So uh, you kind of see the growth of everybody because they've been put through the machine. So um, yeah. uh, you know, the expectations are pretty high. I enjoyed it. Um, it wasn't my favorite, but I always like seeing the Queen's journey by the very end. And I think what the show does is it forces you to have more polish than you did at the beginning. You kind of see who's listened to the judges and who hasn't. The season finale number, my problem was I felt they were they were hindered by those batons. They had these what? white batons that were like canes at the beginning. Is it supposed to be a cane? Is it supposed to be a pool noodle? I didn't know what it was there for. And none of the queens seemed comfortable with it. They all seemed like, what am I doing with this? It seemed like a piece of choreography that was imposed upon them. You know what? What? I thought it was amazing. <laughs> and as somebody who is trying to be more positive in my life, oh, brother. I thought it was amazing. I don't believe oh, a word. Bro- oh, brother. <laughs> no, I, I, I enjoyed it. You know, that finale performance, the UK, and they've done this twice, is their girl group challenge is, is, is always goes more viral. We had Break Up Bye yeah. Bye, Crystal. You know very well, and uh, <laughs> and um, and then we have um, UK Hun. So it, and then like the, by the time the finale rolls around, we just want an encore performance of yeah. the viral. You know, so it's a little bit tough. Whereas like on my season, like us doing you wear it well at the end was our big number mm-hmm. that felt big. Whereas the UK has two, so I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I just think that we like to compare and. Speaking of comparisons, <laughs> it was nice to see everybody back for the finale to show uh, off their 
their finale, oh, you know, yeah. and that's when you could come back and really just give RuPaul the middle finger, like he gave Utica the middle finger, <laughs> and just really show. We'll get to what that you after lost. the break. <laughs> just show what you missed out on. Oh, you sent me home, hun. Mm-hmm. Look, look what you did. Yeah, you want to talk about the uh, uh, the uh, final looks that everybody had. <gasps> Okay, yeah, let's dive into yes. the finale, the fashion. Uh, Crystal, do you like the runways on, on Drag Race, or are you more of a challenge girl? Oh, I'm all about the runways. That's the only reason I watch Oh, yeah, show. me too. I love the <laughs> runways. I'm Yeah, I'm starting to be have a, more of an appreciation for the runways. So let's run through the top fours. Starting with Ellie Diamond, Marie Antoinette, what do you think? Uh, inspired by Glinda the Good. Um, here's the thing. Uh, uh I do enjoy Ellie Diamond. I enjoy her hair. I enjoy her face. I love that she's all about kind of creating the illusion of being smaller, and she's a linebacker. She's a very big girl. So I don't mind oh the big, God. poofy silhouette. I just, it just didn't seem like fashion to me. I mean, if she said that her inspiration was Glinda the Good, then go full on Glinda the Good tool. Um, this seemed kind of drapey to me. I do love the the jewelry and the wig and and her beat. I wasn't that crazy about the dress as a final final look dress. Wow, that's not very nice, Alec. Crystal, what do you think? <laughs> Listen, it's, it's an honest I opinion. Thought... I'm not being disrespectful. I'm not I'm saying kidding. she's not talented. <laughs> Alec, Stop projecting. I, I know exactly what you Stop mean. projecting, Priyanka. <laughs> Stop projecting your own internal <laughs> self loathing onto me. That's my first name, projecting, projecting Priyanka. That's okay. I project my so, opinions. <laughs> um, I thought that there were some fabrication issues with the dress, but I did appreciate that there is kind of a through line with her and like her obsession with Wizard of Oz kind of mm-hmm. culminated in this Glinda the Good Witch finale look. I think it was like a nice journey for her on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, my only complaint with that look was that the hoop skirt didn't go all the way to the ground. So it like it had a shelf. Yeah. Like, it was like, it kind of went out at the hip and then shelved off, which she has done once more in in another skirt. And, you know, that just comes with time. I think she's an incredibly talented person. And um, I think this was a really good finale look, actually. It's just, yes. it just does feel a little bit like something we've seen a bit from her before. But from anyone else, you'd be like, she's consistent. That's great. So- but I will say, there's nothing like putting on a dress. And just no matter what the dress looks like, mm. and you just feel like you're the only girl in the world. <laughs> and you know she was walking down that runway like, bitch. Wow. I'm in a dress. The meta experience Next. about that. Let's talk about that with you two because you are season queens and you have done that. What is the feeling when you turn in that runway? Is, 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 is you take a breath beforehand in order to kind of like believe in yourself? What's that like? Walk us through that. It's- Stressful, anxiety, disgusting. How dare you even ask such a question? It's a sensitive topic, and I was told this question would never be asked to me. It's awful. Well, it's awful, and it's amazing. Like, there are times where you're just standing there waiting for the floor director to cue you. Mm-hmm. To like, okay, it's your turn. And you, and you just saw the next, you saw the girl before you come off. So she either feels like she did a really good job, or she feels like she fucked it up. And you could see it in her face. You're right. Like, oh, God, the, ju- the judges are being mean this 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 week. Mm. It kind of fucks with you. And then you... You peer out in that corner and just hope you land in the center. Mm. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then you just keep walking. And like when I did like I I I'm much better at modeling clothing now, but when I did my season, I was shit at modeling. Like some of my runways are a little What was wrong with them? A little crunchy? I just I would say they were a little crunchy. They were just Oh my god, I just, she said it. 
She said it. She finally said what we're all thinking. <laughs> was it a matter of walk? Was it your walk? Was it where you were focusing? What, what was wrong with it? I didn't realize that the runways were more of a performance, mm. like not a Naomi Campbell walk. Like I was trying to feel like I was like this model, and I was like, ooh. Mm. Ah. Right. But the runways that, like the weeks that, that I won, were the weeks that I walked and I was just fully myself and not giving a flying fuck. Right. Right. I, so, love, I love a runway story when somebody has a story that they bring out and it's clear and has a beginning, middle, and end. And you see a lot of the queens have that strength. Now, for you, Crystal, on your season, what were what were your feelings about your runway looking back on your season? Um, oh, It was my favorite part of the show for sure because it just felt like where I could really show off my creativity and stuff. But I was so – I was exactly the same as you, Priya. Like, I didn't realize how much it was about – selling a character as well and so like bag of chips would be there wearing the worst <laughs> outfit i've ever yeah. seen in my entire but life she and she would come off act. and she would be safe i know and i because you don't see the person on the runway no like you don't see what they did you're just like what is going what witchcraft does wow. she possess how is she yeah. how is she getting away with this and then you watch this the season you're like oh She's really, really funny. Like, yeah, of clicks. Course. She of gave course. a whole. Yeah. They, she gave like a whole performance. She gave a whole story for each and every look. And I think that's like as as people watch the seasons consecutively, it's just going to make it harder and harder for each girl to come out. Next uh, queen we have up next, Bimini Bond Bulash, who I'm fangirling over. I I love her, and I want to meet her. Like I want to throw her a dinner party when she comes to L.A. What'd you think? Oh. <laughs> I um I agree with that. I love a I love a girl in a wedding dress. Um, Crystal, how are your feel? What what are your feels on wedding dresses on the runway? Yes, hundred percent. Right? Yes, and especially as, as especially a slutty bride. Yeah, like like bend me over. Like let's not wait for the honeymoon, yeah, like, baby. Like she has no business to be wearing white yeah, kind of bride. It's like yeah, porn yeah, bride. <laughs> It's like, like we're not bride. even gonna wait till we leave the church. We're yeah. just gonna do it in the church, yeah. baby. She had she had in the ha- confession booth. She had half a dress. She had white stockings rolled all the way up, so you could see kind of the hem at the top. So it looked like lingerie. She had a big poofy um, uh, shoulder and uh, a really tight bodice. She had gloves and and her hair was kind of um, choppy. It was very fashion. Yeah, her very hair was super bimini. cool. And as somebody who has worn a wedding dress in my life and wants to wear one at my wedding one day, <laughs> I relate. Next up, we have Lawrence Cheney. Crystal, what are your thoughts on this look? Um, I love Lawrence Cheney, but I absolutely hated this look. <laughs> um, so okay, Crystal, I, I feel the same way, actually. Um, it is not finale extravaganza, but she does. I think it's how you sell it. And she sold the fuck out of this piece mm-hmm. of purple fabric. Mm-hmm. Definitely. She looked good gorgeous it's just when you've got everyone else there like feeling really elegant this felt very primark simple yeah not even primark because it looked custom it was just like it didn't look like the kind of thing you wear to an like an event and this is what right. it should feel like right. it should the feel finale really looks grand. seemed to be about like almost like you're bringing up your pageant look or your version of yeah, a pageant yeah. look to the to the runway, meaning the finale is about glamour, et cetera, and so forth. This seemed like a mid-season challenge dress to me rather than a finale dress. Having said that, what I do love about uh, Lawrence Cheney is the politicization of the body. Do you know that she's a big girl? She wants you to see that she's a big girl. She wants you to see that she has body confidence. And 
I love the shape. And and she did this throughout the season. Uh, what I do love about Lawrence Cheney is like what you mentioned, Crystal, earlier about Bag of Chips is she's a wonderful entertainer. She's a performer. It really doesn't matter what she's wearing. She brings to the runway a full-blooded performance. 100%. hundred. Okay, so what uh, What do we think of Tace's runway look? We got ostrich. We have a nude-ish illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of a Bob um, Mackie moment, kind of um, share, mm. like something from the old share show with this uh, boa. She had a full-body body stocking that was glittered. Is it something we've seen before? Yes. Um, is it all that original? No. But again, she sold it. She is kind of the the one supermodel contestant in the finale. And she did yeah, bring her definitely. brand with her out onto the runway. So in that respect, um, even though it wasn't the most original look, she had a consistent through line and storyline throughout the entire season. Right. There's Which something is, really yeah. nice that she... Her promo look was basically the white version of that, and she yeah. wore the black version for the finale. So there's, like, a nice bookend to that. Um, unfortunately, it does also mean that, like, when the finale comes around, you kind of feel like you've already seen it. Um, mm. But but she looked absolutely stunning. And it's, like, a gorgeous look. It's just, we've seen it twice. Okay, now. let's let's talk um, Drag Race stuff. So when you guys are collecting your looks to bring to the show, are you, do you have, like, do you, do you have a dry run of um, a runway in your head? Do you hold it to things, go, that's too much alike? I have to, I have to keep them guessing. I have to do something completely different. What, how do you, how do you choose your looks for the show? <laughs> that, that's the, that's the sound. Like, that's, that's, that's the Is answer. it? Because that, that must that's be agony. Answer. How do you not bring everything you own? Because you want to make everything new. Yeah, and you've got a weight limit. So you've got you've got to be really careful, you've got to be really precise, and you don't have enough time. Like in a perfect world you'd have enough time to like hold everything up next to each other and be like, Oh yeah, I'm getting a bit repetitive there, or like mm. this could use a tweak, but like you don't have time. You like next thing, next thing, next thing, dance training, comedy, singing lessons, blah blah blah. I've got two weeks, I've got Right. You know, so there's you're just lucky that you've arrived and there's some clothes in it. Yeah. Really. So yeah, when you arrive, totally Crystal, agree. on your first day, how do you feel looking at the other girls? Do you have? Was your feeling like I have all the right things, or I didn't bring enough? I felt really good, actually. Good. Um, like the looks were something that I felt really strong about. I've got a background in costume design, so it was the place that I could really like apply myself. I remember because I watched the first season recently. I remember you talking about that. Now, Priyanka, same question for you. You arrive on the first day. You've got your um, trunk full of goodies. How do you? How confident do you feel about the things you've brought? Um, I felt very confident. I um, the night before I left, I spent an entire day fixing everything because all of a sudden I dropped a bunch of weight and then nothing fit anymore mm. and uh oopsies and um I also hey this is a little trick for future drag race contestants when you arrive in the workroom do not pull out any of your runways hang up your little bodysuits and everyone thinks you're gonna have bad runways oh. and don't pull it out until you have to I loved it every time like when I pulled out my finale gown Rita and Bobo looked at me like oh fuck Oh, was that shit. a deliberate? Was I that like, a deliberate bait and switch for you on your part? Yeah, my 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 drag mom told me to do it. She's a pageant girl, so she loves the pageant games. <laughs> so would it be funny if I you just hung up a bunch of if you just hung up a bunch of hospital gowns and scrubs <laughs> yeah. and like a potato sack, like stuffing that that had absolutely nothing to do with the looks that you were going to bring? And also, I'll never forget Juicebox unpacked all of her looks and had to pack them right back up. I felt so bad. Oh, golly. 
Well, yeah, don't get don't get too comfortable. <laughs> yeah. One of the best parts of doing this podcast is speaking to experienced queens. So, Crystal, we're so glad to have you on here today. Uh, Priyanka, as usual, you bring the voice of experience and expertise to this podcast. And when we come right back, we are going to talk about season 13 of Drag Race right here in the good old U.S. of A. We'll be right back. Miss Quarantina Turner got you feeling down? Never fear, divas, because the WOW Podcast Network is here! Coming this year are brand new episodes of your fave pods, such as mine, Girl Group Gossip, starring me, Cheryl Hole. Hi, Cheryl. How's your hole? Hole is worn out. How are you? (laughs) (laughs) To the triumphant return of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Or as we like to call it, Sheena ready to have her. And not to mention bringing mm, tap dancing in. That was this close to be the name of the show. <laughs> and with brand new podcasts from RuPaul's Drag Race UK, Crystal, and season 12's Jackie Cox, the WOW Podcast Network will be the one-stop shop for all your drag-related podcast adventures. So for more deets, go to worldofwonder.com forward slash podcast. Peace! Hello and welcome back to the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast with uh, myself, Priyanka, the winner of Canada's Drag Race, Alec Mappa, the icon legend, and also <laughs> a very special guest all the way, from, I was going to say down under, I need to get a map, um, all the way from the UK, <laughs> Drag Race UK. Across the pond. Across the pond, little splish splash, I was Through taking a bath. So we're on to uh, season 13, episode 12. Boy, this is the longest season ever. I love it. It's just going to go on forever. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's just there's going to have 12 (laughs) different endings. Um, On uh, episode 11, which we're coming out of, the branding challenge, Tina Burner went home. Tina Burner was finally sent home. It was her time. Any thoughts on Tina Burner and her her time on Drag Race? I love her. I thought she was great. I love her. But... Yeah. Everyone she's, has her time. She's funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, I thought I love her. I, I know a lot about her reputation as a live performer in New York City. Everybody says she turns the party. I got a little um, worried about the looks with the red and with the ketchup and mustard looks. It was kind of like, okay, you've established that in the first two episodes. After four episodes, we got to switch it up a bit. So I I was a little concerned for her on her part, but the episode. But I think she. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I think she leaves with her legacy a bit. I think she leaves with her legacy intact as an entertainer, yes. and like, I like that the show really recognized that. And there was it was referenced a lot of times that like you can go to New York, you can see Tina Burner, and you're yes, be a great show. yes. I love. I hope, that, I hope that is a legacy that she maintains because she deserves well isn't that what you want to kind of go I've established my brand and now you'll come see me and now I'll get more bookings speaking of bookings the one thing that you also want to be named is a lip sync assassin because people will book you to lip sync and Utica is trying to brand herself a lip sync assassin everyone does not even care everyone's not giving it to her but I know this feeling I know this feeling. I'll never forget when I did the I drove all night lip sync against Kiara. I walked back into that workroom to wipe that lipstick off the mirror, feeling like I was the only bitch in the world and that everyone was going to compliment me on what an amazing job I did. No one said (laughs) a word. No one said nothing. Was there a little bit of drag deja vu of her kind of spreading the chum in the waters and nobody rising to eat it up? 
Yeah, when she was saying it, I was like, girl, just don't say anything. Because I didn't say anything. And I'm happy I, I didn't because it just makes you look like such an asshole. <laughs> Um, I wonder, I wonder about her ability to read the room. This, that's what this episode yeah. made me do is like, oh, read the room. I'm just going to say it. I don't think she bombed that hard. Nope, she didn't. The, the thing that made me cringe watching it was the silence, not the, the not the actual jokes. <laughs> um, there were a couple that were like, not quite, but like, some of them were really good. Um, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. they were, they were weird and... They were her, and they had a point of view, and they were kooky. And I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. This week's challenge was the Nice Girl Roasts, where they took in all of the for- mis- uh, former Miss Congenialities. They had Nina West, Valentina, and Heidi in closet. Now, I think that they were kind of misguided. There was a lot of nerves this week. Like, Simone seemed really nervous, and she seemed kind of off her game. And what what people should have broken down for them is that a roast is a reading challenge. And I think these queens kind of got in their own heads and thought that it was something else. This is a reading challenge. You just have to come up. All you have to do is come up with reads. I'm not saying it's easy, but the challenge is to come up with reads for all of the um, all of the uh, uh, judges and the contestants. I just think that, like, when you do drag race, like, you could prepare as much as you want for all these things. But there's still something that when they present it to you, you're like, okay, all right. And you could tell anything to do with comedy. Simone is like, I don't, I don't, I don't want it. But she's hilarious. I, don't want to do it. I think she's a naturally yeah, hilarious but person. It's, it's what, but it's one thing to be funny, but it's another thing to have to try to make people laugh. Do you know what I mean? Right, right. I, I fail at that. Like if someone's like, hey, Priyanka, like go do stand up. I'm like, I don't know how to do that. Yeah, but you know how. To, okay, this is where the disconnect happens for me and the queens. You're a live performer, and you just said you'll do two numbers and you'll do some crowd work. Hi, what's yep. going? What's going on? And that requires you reading the room and talking to the room. I've never seen a drag queen up there who wasn't able to make people laugh. Crystal, is doing being funny part of your live gig? Um, it never used to be, and it's something that I've like found a little bit since the show. Um, but before I went on Drag Race, like I was terrified of holding the mic. Like I didn't want to do it. Really? I wanted I wanted to come on and do a sickening lip sync, do some stunts, do some aerial tricks leave them gagged right. and then walk off and leave them being like, who the hell was that bitch? Um, uh-huh. and th- but drag race is like thrust the microphone into my hand. And it turns out I actually really enjoy doing it, but, um, it was not, it was not yeah. something I was natural. It was not something that was came natural to me. Right. And there is something about being in a live club and having that microphone in your hand. It is a license to kill. It's kind of like, okay, I can get away with murder up on this stage. So the challenge was for all the girls to come up with reads. Rose says, Heidi tried to hit on her in New York City and jokes, the only thing thirstier than Heidi are her makeup brushes. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Now, um, now about the order. Uh, they worked hard on the order because uh, uh, Candy and Rose won the mini challenge. I was surprised that Candy put herself first. Because anchoring a comedy show as an experienced stand-up comic, that's hard because you have to establish the energy in the room. Mm. Yeah, I think I would ra- I would rather start than go last because I you can kind of like pre-plan some jokes and then want to play off the people without them having an expectation of the person who went before you. Right. So you would prefer last. First, first, first. I mean, I'm saying I'm sorry. You would prefer first, Crystal. What would your place yes. be? I do. I think I also understand Candy's logic that you know what the touch points are going to be for the jokes for all of those people, and like maybe by the end we're all going to be sick of like 
Valentina, you're stunning, you're gorgeous. So maybe maybe using like soaking up the good content and going first is the right way to do it. I don't know. Risky though. Yeah, it is risky, risky business. But you have to win. And that's the thing is like in the stand up rule, if you have to win, it makes the job you raise the level for everybody after you. And what Candy did was she came out so strong and so energetic and confident, like you were actually at a club and watching her perform, that she kind of set the bar high for everybody else. I totally agree. And yeah. she's just got so much natural charisma on stage. Like she just seems she does. She seems very at ease. You don't feel any any nerves on her behalf, which is like that's half the battle. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah, and she's a New York girl. She knows how to work a room. Yeah, yeah. Gottmik. Gottmik was terrific. Yeah, I love. I love that. I love that. Like basically, like Gottmik and Simone started the episode being like, "Girl, we're scared," and yeah. then Simone kind of, you know, felt. It, it seems like the, the 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 longer the season is going, the more we're seeing. Simone battle herself in terms of like comedy challenges and, and just letting herself go, but because her because her runways are so strong, it's almost like who cares. And right. then you have someone who got like Gottmik, who who also is a fashion queen, and Gottmik, you know, starts being this like, oh, I didn't know I was funny, but I am funny, and I'm being funny, and I'm being celebrated for being f- funny. Like that storyline there is like what you kind of see as a, a winner. Uh, I'm certainly rooting for Gottmik in this season because. He'll come out and say how intimidated he is by uh, a challenge and will lean into it. You know, I'm not a comedy person. We'll lean into it. Will, I'm not this type of person. We'll lean into it and end up succeeding. Yeah. Yep. And I, yep. th- I, th- and that's really wonderful to see somebody's um, courage rewarded. Yeah. I think Gottmik, it's like you say, exactly. Gottmik, um, just throws themselves at everything. They're not, even though they're afraid, they're like, well, I'm just going to absolutely go for it and trust themselves. Whereas I think maybe Simone is a bit more of a control freak. And so when she gets nervous, she's going to go in yeah, a little right, bit more, which right. is what absolutely what I would do in that, in that scenario as well. And getting, getting in their head, I could see Gottmik during the rusical challenge of like, I'm not a singer. And since I'm not going to sing, I'm going to back away from this. I'm going to hide I'm going to, I mean, this inner saboteur thing is real. I mean, you kind of see it each season. Do you, do you feel either one of you that you had an inner saboteur that kind of would shut things down and how did you handle it? hundred percent. Yes. All the time. I still have one. We all have one. I honestly, I like have shot so many things and content and more content and photo shoots. And I won this show. And some days I'm like, I didn't do enough. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it. It's not happening. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself that you're doing enough. It's like a very interesting, interesting thing. Yeah. And for you, uh, Crystal, same question. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I pay my therapist hundred pounds an hour to to talk about my <laughs> low <laughs> self esteem. Um, I understand there was an online controversy a little bit with Utica telling fat jokes. Um, I think that I didn't have a problem with it. I think that that's part of reading. And Drag Race, I think that it's, like you said, um, it's, I think that any kind of read is, you can tell when somebody's intention is to be funny, and you can tell when the intention is mean-spirited. I didn't feel in any, I didn't feel, I don't feel at all that Utica is a mean-spirited queen. No way. There's no way. There's no way in hell. No, I think it's just like, sometimes your jokes land and sometimes they don't. And for something like a roast, you just think you have to be mean, but it's being, it's just being clever is what a roast is all about. And the person who was the most clever 
was Miss Candy Muse because she pulled out the win. It's her first win. And everybody on stage was like so happy for her. Yeah. Yeah. This seems to be a very supportive season. Like the girls yes. seem to genuinely like each other. And that's, that's very nice to see. Um, Simone ended up lip syncing against Utica and Utica finally went home. Not finally. Not like you were finally, just Alex. <laughs> no, no, I mean, I didn't mean it that way. Oh, gosh. That, that is like an example of intention versus impact. I meant finally yeah, yeah. In, in, in terms of the, um, the uh, episode. Uh, to Queenie Freeze. Um, listen, <laughs> every week we are on the show, Priyanka and I, Crystal, and we want to hear from the fans. And we've been asking them on Twitter to ask um, some questions of us. And if we read your question on the air, um, you're going to get a free prize from uh, World of Wonder, some uh, World of Wonder merch. And so um, I have a couple questions. Do you have any questions this week, Priyanka? Uh, no, no, it's all it's all you, baby. Here's one for both of you. Um, okay, and this is from Julia from Team Etc. Uh, if we get your Julia, we get we need your address, and we'll send you your prize. Um, if you guys had to create a girl group with four other Rue girls, who would you choose? I'm gonna go real concept, and I'm gonna go for like an '80s like bad bitch motorcycle crew. Um, oh, okay. Who are you thinking? We're gonna all be mullets and ripped fishnet and it'll be um oh, i'm gonna forget someone it'll be chelsea boy from holland mm-hmm. um we'll take scarlet bobo from canada yeah and um and got mick oh très international. And we're gonna we're gonna rule the streets fabulous I love I, that. I, yeah i've already bought my ticket for that one priyanka you I already have a mini girl group started with Jade Essence Hall and Shea Coulee and myself, Melanin's Dynasty. And I would add, I would I would add in I'm trying to think of a good a good addition to this group. Someone with that good melanin skin. Taste. Nice. Mm. That'd be good. The four That'd of us? Be great. Ooh. Yeah. And Alec, then you, how then, you then no one how has to be the Michelle. Exactly, because they made me the Michelle in that photo shoot. <laughs> I want to stand out on stage and, and be the, the tiniest girl on stage, so I would have all big girls surrounding me. I would have, like, you know, real the real tall ones. I have, like, Bob the Drag Queen and Milk and um, uh, uh, somebody else. Like, maybe maybe Ellie Diamond, and I would dance yeah. on the palm of one of their hands. Um, <laughs> one more question. Um, will you ever take a Welsh lesson from uh, from me and its taste, <laughs> and that was from Lucy uh, P- uh, Pris Jantasy. Now you you would hear that more than anybody, Crystal. The the Welsh accent. How often do you hear that yeah. in in London? Actually, loads of my friends are Welsh. Like my best friends are all Welsh, so I am always in Wales. Um, and I'll give you my favorite Welsh word. You ready? Mm-hmm. The Welsh word for microwave is popty ping. What? Poppity ping. I love it. That is absolutely magical. Poppity ping. It's magic. Where can folks find you on your socials? I am Crystal. We'll see you now on most of the platforms. And you can also check out my podcast, The Things That Made Me Queer, on the World of Wonder Podcast Network. Season one is out now and season two is coming soon. 
soon. Well, I'm so glad you did the podcast with us today. You're cute as a fucking button. Um, I can't wait to meet you. You're so uh, gorgeous and talented. Just like our queen of the north, Priyanka, where can people find you on your socials, my darling granddaughter? You can find me at the Queen Priyanka on Instagram, the Queen Priyanka on Twitter, the Queen Priyanka on TikTok. Also check out my brand new single with Miss Brooklyn Heights called Queen of the North. Uh, available now everywhere you can stream music and also check out my cover of Harry Styles Watermelon Sugar Hi on my YouTube channel I'm a singer baby follow you on your socials and you literally make me want to take a nap like I'm it, I'm exhausted <laughs> like I'm I love it. Ruling the world. I'm, I'm, I have an ice pack on my lower back. That's what I'm doing. I'm lying down <laughs> or I'm folding laundry because it's, that's the glamorous life I lead. You can find me at Alec Mappa on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you could listen to my mental health podcast every week. Alec Mappa Hot Mess with Matthew Dempsey, psychotherapist. And we've become like the decompression zone for all of the drag, qua- drag race queens. So Crystal, yep. we'll have you on the show hopefully sometime soon and talk about I can therapy tell you about my demons and mental health Ooh. all of them um you know uh, we the drag race family the drag race crew it's it it really is a a, a a wonderful family please treat all the queens online with kindness and respect uh, remember there's a there's a human being on the other side of that keyboard and uh tune in next week oh 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 and send us your questions to at Priyanka uh, uh, to uh, Priyanka and me on the Twitter and when you uh, when we read your questions you'll get a a lovely prize in the mail isn't that fun that's so fun that's so so fun fun. tune in next week for more of the official RuPaul's Drag Race podcast and we'll see you then bye this has been a World of Wonder production 